My reading today comes from the book of Luke, chapter 2, beginning at verse 22. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took baby Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law, the firstborn is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was the custom of the law required, Moses took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asia. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Moses and Mary had done everything required them by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. This is the word of the Lord. Anthony. Good morning, everyone. Uh, um, let me add my own welcome. My name's Adam. I'm the curate here at St. Paul's. We're going to be thinking just a little bit about this uh, passage uh, together this morning. Before then, we've got a little game for us of Guess Who? Um, with some pictures of some babies. Uh, two of these babies are fa relatively famous. Two of these babies are not quite so famous. And there'll be certain people who are excluded from guessing the game for some of them. Uh, let's start with the first one. Anybody any idea who this person might be? I'm oh, sorry? 
Not the Queen Mother. The Queen. Well done. Well done. That was that one. What about this person? Ah, we are. Jonathan G, our vicar. There we are. I'm getting him back for being rude to Anthony. Uh, so uh, there we go. And the next one. This one's really hard. If anyone gets this one, I will be very impressed. It is a famous person. It's not somebody you might have met here at St. Paul's, I don't think. Any ideas? Any guesses? Sorry? Theresa May. Well done. You get a prize, I'm sure. We will find you a prize for guessing that one. And the last one. Yes, thank you, Dawn. Well done. That one is indeed me. There we are. I couldn't be mean about Jonathan and not have one of my own, could I? I haven't changed a bit. Thank you. I, I will, um, yeah, thanks. I'll take that. <laughs> if only that were true. Um, now, in our story today, Simeon and Anna both recognized who Jesus was as a baby, but that's quite hard. We can uh, see that's quite hard to recognize the differences, even if I haven't changed a bit. Um, the others certainly have. Um, and the temple would have been really busy. Uh, it was something that every Jewish boy would go through, every Jewish child would go through um, 40 days after they were born, uh, these uh, purification rites. There have been lots of babies going around. How would they have recognized uh, Jesus in that moment, do you think? Well, it says in our scriptures that the Holy Spirit was on Simeon, and he had God with him, and it was God who showed him that this baby was the Messiah. It was God that showed Simeon that this baby was Jesus. He showed him what he, who he was and who he would be. Now, uh, when I got ordained, there was a prayer read over me. It's in the front of my Bible here. Um, and there's all sorts of things in here. It says that priests, that's what I am apparently, um, uh, are called to be. I actually think the majority of these things are things for all of us to do. One of the things it says is that we're to watch for signs of God's coming kingdom. And I love that phrase, to watch for signs of God's coming kingdom. I think we're all called to watch for God's kingdom at work around us. We might not see Jesus coming as a baby in the temple, as Simeon and Anna did, but every day and all day, God is at work around us, and we're called to watch for God at work in the world. And we're called to celebrate that as well, just as Simeon and Anna did in our story. We can ask God to show us what he's up to. It's a great way to start the day in the morning to say, God, will you show me what you're up to uh, today? Just as an example, earlier this week on Thursday, I went uh, to the pub with a friend of mine um, and, uh, for dinner. And the last time I went out to this particular pub with him, it was a year and a half ago. And I realized what the difference in his life was in the last year and a half. God has been working really powerfully in and through him in the last year and a half. And as I was driving to the pub, this realization came to me. And so I spent some time, uh, as it says in scriptures, being overflowed with thankfulness for what God has been up to in his life. So we're to watch for signs of God's coming kingdom. We're also to be open to God, as Simeon was here, for God prompting us, for God leading us, for God directing us, as we call it chat and catch in our groups here. We're to listen to God and to catch what it is he's saying to us for a particular day. 
But it says here that um, both Simeon and Anna had been praying for a very long time. It says they were very old. It tells us how old Anna was. It doesn't tell us how old Simeon was. Very old, much older than Jonathan, I'm sure, um, if that's possible. Um, but what do all of these... I just want to look at this picture and just what do all of these people have in common? These people and the dog, uh, in fact. I couldn't get my own dog to, to pose with a lead, so I had to steal one. They are indeed waiting Simeon had been told before he die, he would see the Messiah. He would see Jesus. But we're not told how long before the day he actually sees Jesus. It was when he was told that. He may well, we assume, he may well have been waiting for a very, very long time for that. He had to wait. Now, I'm personally pretty rubbish at waiting. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I'm really, really pants. I have a confession, corporate confession and all that uh, this morning. My advent calendar was finished on the 15th of December uh, this year. <laughs> I sold it to my wife on the basis that I'm on a diet after, shortly after that, so I had to eat all the chocolate in the house, because uh, that's how diets work. You eat all the chocolate first, right? That's okay, isn't it? <laughs> but I've always been really rubbish at waiting. It's still, and the world that we live in doesn't really help me with this. It still boggles me a little bit that I can go on my phone now and order something, and it will be in the house, at the house in two hours' time. I just don't know how that happens. The world is everything, everything now. We're not really taught uh, to wait uh, very much. Uh, now, as, as you all know, I'm a vicar, uh, and to be a vicar, you have to go off uh, and have some interviews, which if you've seen The Apprentice, are a bit like the second to last episode of that, with people like Claude asking you all sorts of horrible questions. Um, and uh, the first time that I went to those, I got told, no, you're not going to be a vicar, actually, go away, um, was the first time that I went. Now, um, they said no for a whole host of reasons, and obviously... I am a vicar, I went again, and they said yes. But I had to wait two years between those two things. And that time was really, really hard uh, for me. But I think there are reasons why these things happen. And I think God certainly teaches us things through the waiting. Perhaps it's to grow us in patience while I'm still growing in that, which is why I still have to wait for many uh, things. But I think also waiting grows our relationship with God. I knew God was still calling me to be a vicar, even though uh, those people had said no. Other people kept telling me the same. And as I drew closer to God, he would remind me of that. The closer I got to God, the more I knew of his plans and his, th his ideas of me and what he had planned for me. So it made me grow closer to him. It also grows our trust in God. It's hard to trust, particularly when we don't understand the reasons why things happen. And I might not ever know the full reason why they said no to me that time. But it's, it was the right decision, and whatever happens, we can trust God in that. Times of waiting are really, really important. I remember when Jess was pregnant with our little one, Jacob, who's uh, two years old a few days ago. When she was pregnant with him, I just wanted him, Jacob to come along right there and right then. I wanted to play with Jacob. I wanted to get to know Jacob. I wanted to have him in the world. But Jacob needed to grow uh, in order to be ready to be with us. And in fact, when you think about it, you, nobody wants a pregnancy to come quickly. We need that period of time to grow and to wait. Simeon didn't know when it was he would see uh, the Messiah. He just knew that he would at some point. We don't know how he coped with those times. The passage tells us that he was a devout man and righteous. So almost certainly he dealt with that time of waiting much better than I have in my life. But if we're waiting for something, we can learn a lot, I think, from Simeon. If we draw close to God and if we trust him in those times of waiting, 
we'll find that God has perfect timing for our lives. And of course, we need to remember that when we do see God at work, we should celebrate those times and, and be overflowing with thankfulness, as Scripture tells us as well. We're just going to have a moment or two to pray in quiet as the band uh, come back. Let's pray together. Gracious Lord, we thank you for your perfect timing in our lives. We thank you more than anything that we can trust you and that we can get to know you. This passage is uh, the first time in the Gospels where Jesus is referred to as the light of the world. And Lord, we thank you that you are the light in the world, that you shine even in the darkest of situations. Lord, would you shine brightly in our lives, we pray. Would we know you as the light in our worlds? Would we know that we can trust you, that we can have relationship with you, that you long to guide us and to lead us and to be with us? Help us to know your presence with us more, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to stand and sing our final uh, song together, Be Thou My Vision. Will you stand?